So hi, welcome to the Gnomes Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Mike Herrera. My band's called MXPX. And we have some, some questions to say about their new album, Find A Way Home. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Oh, man, feeling great. Feeling good. It's never enough, but it's feel, I'm feeling good. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. No, man, it's been, it's been amazing. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about, you know, the details. But um, so far, so good. And just been really working hard and not really thinking about it too much. You know, we did some high fives at, you know, after the the record was out and after the weekend of the record, you know, mm-hmm. the band, the band was playing. And so we did some high fives, but um, we just been really just working hard. Tom and I just got back from LA and um, just telling people about it. Oh yeah. What about you guys? What are you up to? <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> oh my God. Enjoying the record. That's what yes. we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. The vibes on this record are fucking immaculate, dude. You guys crushed it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. And what kind of music are you guys into? Like everything? I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you kind of into lately? Yeah. Honestly, everything except country I, I can listen to like happily. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. 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 I got you. I got you. I'm basically the same as Glory. We, we tend to have basically the same music tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but recently, like I've been spending a lot of time with the new Ask Alexandria album. Like I'm very into like metalcore is is kind of my main mm-hmm. genre that I, that I spend time with. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for taking some time to to check out our new album, Find a Way Home. Of course. Yeah. It's uh we we've been itching to get this thing out, so it feels good to just finally release it to the world. And and of course, once you do that, it's it's no longer just yours. You know, you're sharing it with everybody, and everybody has their takes and. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. That's part of the the magic of of music and and art and in that world, you know, the creativity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Want to mention like I think it's super cool that you know post pandemic you guys are still celebrating the record like through live streams and like really being able to involve everybody in in the celebration of the album like on release weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we're always going to do live in person face to face shows, but we not everybody does these live streams and and I don't think anybody does them like we just did. So not only are we always live, it's always live unless you're seeing a replay, but mm-hmm. we're always live in the moment and we interact with the audience and we did five over four days. Jesus. Um, and we had a bunch of collaborators, a bunch of friends in bands. Um, and then also, you know, spin magazine, alt press magazine things like that 23 punk mm-hmm. um outlets media outlets from the community um and we simultaneously live streamed on their channels as well so people were just seeing our feed and seeing us go live and it wasn't always just on our mxpx youtube or the mxpx facebook it could have been you know like i say like simple plan you know good friends of ours they're huge all around the world millions of followers millions of fans and the fact that they uh, they took the time to like just be part of what we were doing and let us broadcast on their channels that's huge. So thanks yeah. to to them and to everybody that that helped out. There's there was a lot of names. That's fine. Yeah, I was I was scrolling through your your Instagram this morning and like the you were just every single reel you were shouting out different bands and and publications. Like damn, <laughs> they really got everybody involved in this new old with publications and bands alike. So I mm-hmm. I, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been cool. It's been something that that we didn't know if it was going to work. You know, sometimes the technology will be like, no, you can't do that. Or, but you know, I think because it's never really been done to that extent, then 
you know, you use a, you know, software obviously that, that allows you to do up to 20 channels, but I think the, the it's built for not to get technical. I know we're, this isn't necessarily a technical show, but <laughs> not to get technical, but you know, this is part of like what we're all dealing with a lot, you know, being on your computer, going into settings. So, you know, it was made for going onto 20 of your channels. They didn't think, oh, we're going to let people sign into our account and add their channel to to our account. And then we're going live on their thing. So um, I look forward to the future. I look forward to see what creativity people kind of take that idea and run with a different new idea with that. Like it always seems to happen, but MXPX has always been, at least in the punk scene, trying to push the, the envelope um, be on the fringe, be on the cutting edge, not always of technology, but just doing something different, like slightly different. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying we're the best at whatever we do, but um, I think because we're maybe not the best, you have to do something that like sets you apart, right? Like yeah. if you can't be the best, you got to be the something, you know? And yeah. I, yeah. it was funny. Uh, 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 I also played bass for, for Goldfinger, the band Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. And Eric Imprada drums for us a lot. And he's this really world-renowned drummer in the drummer scene. So if you know drums, you might know him. Mm-hmm. Eric Imprada, um, I think that's how he spells it or pronounces it. But he was just saying like he wanted to set himself apart. And there's so many good drummers out there. How do you do it? And he came up with, I'm going to be the fastest double kick mm-hmm. player. Yeah, Like there's a lot of people that do the single kick. There's a lot of people that just do, I'm an amazing drummer. He was going to do like a very niche mm-hmm. part of drumming. And and then, of course, he branched out from there. But like he made he he like consciously like decided that and that impressed me, you know, like yeah. he he's uh he, he's smart. He's smart, you know, but we we do that, too. You know, we we try to try to just set ourselves apart. And I feel mm-hmm. like these live streams really, really helped us push this record out, help people get to hear it even if they didn't want to at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so awesome. Like a band that's been doing it so long as you guys really embracing the live stream, embracing the short form content and stuff like that, because like I, I, I manage bands, like that's my day job and trying to get like new bands that grew up with like TikTok and shit on TikTok and on Instagram reels is fucking painful, but you guys just are embracing it and, and excelling at it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. <laughs> and, and, it, and it is important for, for I think, bands to do it themselves as much as they can until it becomes too much or too big. And it's always too much, even at, at a smaller level. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. It is, you know, when when bands, even even if you only have a thousand followers, that's still you kind of still have the same mindset in some ways, you know, where you're you're just spending a lot of time coming up with content, spending a lot of time posting that content wherever it goes. I hate calling things content, but mm-hmm. um little bits of life yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. communications it's mm. communication from the front here we go, there you go. or there from you the go. back maybe we're in the back i don't know <laughs> um, so yeah 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 it's not easy but it is important i think for bands to try to like at least you don't have to do everything honestly i think some I, i've noticed a lot of my friends that are artists um will stick to either Instagram or stick to Facebook and like there's certain people just on they're on everything but they're spending their time on maybe one platform and and people probably do the same with like TikTok now mm-hmm. um I I kind of did that with Instagram I spent I spend probably the most time on Instagram I'll be honest but now Facebook is sort of like coming in because the conversations on Facebook are easy to come back to mm-hmm. um and then with TikTok 
I don't know. I'm still I'm on there, but I I don't I haven't like found a community or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is uh, it's like a whole different sort of chunk. I know we're not necessarily talking about social media, but um, but yeah. So anytime you can get those people that you work you're working <laughs> with to to be part of it, that's a huge win. Because I found I found that MXPX always gets more interaction. We always get more success when we're part of it when we're paying attention Mm -hmm. absolutely hell yeah Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yeah find a way home and the cover art was meant to like give you a mood give you a feeling and that might be it doesn't necessarily matter what it is but like for us it was just looking back on on the last few years and trying to find hope in the future Mm-hmm. And that's why we're trying to find a way home. Um, I'm not saying we're lost or anything, but you know, we, you know, as a, as a, as, as a world, as a people, you know, mm-hmm. humans in general, I feel like a lot of times it does feel like we're lost and mm-hmm. the more hopeful messages, the more hopeful stories that you hear. And there's a lot out there, you know, but we don't have enough. We need more. And mm-hmm. so with MXPX, we've always been a triumphant, um, band that that tries to um tries to be positive tries to be hopeful tries to give some some constructive advice on like this is what happened to me kind of situation so it's like very real kind of stuff we don't sure we have pop songs that are love songs and things like that that are just quirky Mm -hmm. but but for the most part like modern music when you hear hit songs I don't get the same, you know, there's great songs, sure, but Mm -hmm. I don't always get the same heart and emotion, you know, and Mm, if there's, if there's a song that I hear that's like got something raw to it, Mm -hmm. I really connect to that. And so I feel like MXPX tried to, to do our own MXPX version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the most MXPX way, so that that's yeah. find a way home. All right, <laughs> absolutely, hell yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like I was saying, you know, the world changed a lot. You know, in the last few years, and I started writing over the pandemic, and then once once things were slowing down, we were practicing, we were doing these live streams. Um, things were still wonky, but the band was together. So we were kind of in this, I don't know, I wouldn't say bubble, but it was kind of a bubble. You know, you yeah. had bubbles back then, you yeah. know. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, circle. Yeah, yeah, circle. Yeah. When we, you know, and so there's a song on the record called When We Broke Through. And there's all these like little metaphors of just like breaking out of the that yeah. and into now. Now, yeah. present, future, all of that. Um, so back to songwriting in, in general. So I was I was mainly I, I write with an acoustic guitar. Um, a piece of paper, a pen, and my my computer, you know, on notes, and then my my phone on voice memos. So my voice memo will record the idea, and I and I usually type or write the lyrics. Um, I usually write it, you know, if I'm doing something quick, I write, and then I'll transfer it to text. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the, as, you know, I used to do it like just straight up notebook always. And yeah. and that's changed over the years, of course, just for the convenience of of having smartphones. And, and you see people, artists in the studio all the time with their smartphone, rapping <laughs> into the mic, doing this, doing that. Yeah, like, yeah. I do that too. Wow. Whoa, okay. 
I, I don't show people that, but <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the that's where it starts. Like you know, when I'm when I'm coming in, I don't know how in depth you want my answers to be. I can keep going for a long time on songwriting, but <laughs> hey, um, go in depth as as much I'll as you say, want yeah. to, man. I'll say one more thing. You know, for people wondering, how do you decide what to write? How do you decide how to come up with, you know, hooks or this or that? I throughout my days, if I have an idea, if it's a lyric, I write it down. If I have mm-hmm. an idea, a melody, a hook. I'll write that down, Mm -hmm. a beat, something, you know, it could be like, it could be that, or it could just be like a a me singing something. Mm -hmm. Um, I have those ideas and then I listen to a few of them and the ones that stick out or the Mm -hmm. ones that I'm feeling right now, mood wise, Mm because I mean, there's, there's down songs, there's up songs. So it depends on what you're feeling. And so I pick those and and then it's the ones that I remember as I'm driving, as I'm going through my day. If it sticks in my head, as I'm, I, I know I need to like finish that song. And so I'll like, mm-hmm. cause there's so many ideas. I don't want to, I don't want to spend, a, I don't want to spend a lot of time writing every single idea I have. Yeah. yeah. There's just not enough time in the day. Yeah. So no. that, that's my writing. Pro- that's how I get started. And then once I'm, once I'm going, it's just like anybody else, you know, I'm writing and I'm thinking and playing and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So bring that to the band. Okay. Basically, like, go. if it's an earworm for you, that's how you kind of, like, know that that's a solid idea to continue to build off of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a part on, on uh, well, Stay Up All Night, um, a song, song six on the record, and it's it starts out as this, like, ballad, like, this pop-punk ballad-y kind of thing, something you might hear, like, Simple Plan or Blink-182 do, uh, and MXPX, of course, you know, it's, it's n- nothing outside our wheelhouse, mm-hmm. um, but then it hits like into this punk rock part, this Motown punk thing that like when I wrote that part, and if I hurt, you know that like I knew instantly this is, this is going to be on the record. This is a record. Like yeah, that was what told me now I'm writing a record okay. instead of just a single, yeah. because a song like that, I was like, that's that, that can't just be a single that has to be on a collection of songs because personally, I feel like, you get by the time you get to that point in the record if you're if you're a fan if you're listening to this music you're ready for that song and that song hits in a way that it can't quite hit mm-hmm. when you just hear it the first time with no context that's just me being an artist sort of like trying to like pr- present something mm-hmm. but you know people find songs and they find albums in different ways and they hear the album out of sequence mm-hmm. and, and that's fine too so yeah. I'm not I'm not against that either. So Absolutely. you you mentioned, you know, track six being like the a song on the record that, you know, if you're there, if you make it to that point in the record, you know, you're you're like you're in on the album all in. So are you when you're writing, are you like thinking about the track list while you're writing or is that after the fact? No, no, yeah, no. I don't even think I don't even every song I write, I feel like this is a hit. Every song I write, I feel like this is on the record. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be the, the best song on the record. You know, like, yeah. so every now and again, I'll get to like a song where I'm almost done writing it. I'm like, this didn't turn out like I thought it would, but <laughs> but it could it could get better once the, the band starts playing on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It. So, you know, there, there are those. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. Sometimes those end up being better than the ones I thought were this is a hit, you uh-huh. know? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the writing process starts out with you building the skeleton, pen to paper, acoustic guitar, and then the band gets involved at what point? And then when do you guys choose to take that into the studio? Is it like fully fleshed out songs in the studio or do you guys continue writing in there? We we have done it different ways all throughout Mm -hmm. our career. We've written in the studio. We've we usually come prepared in the studio with okay. a bunch of songs, but mm-hmm. then you get inspired once you're in the studio and you're like, yeah. you want to, but since now we, you know, I have my own studio here in Bremerton, Washington. It's a little different. Cause we're always in the studio. So I'm, I guess I'm gotcha. can't always be inspired. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> I wish, but uh, I heard Eminem always carries a, a pen and paper on him. Like a little nerd, you know, he always wants to be writing so that he's yeah. always writing, like never not writing, but I don't have that luxury. I've got to like plan things and do things and talk about things. But um, I love that though. So anyway, we get in the studio. We've done it all different ways. For this though, mainly we skeleton practice, fully flesh out the song, demo it. We don't demo it more than live. Like we, like you see our live stream sound. Mm -hmm. We just do that. We just like play it. We play it live in our practice room. It's all going up to the studio upstairs and recorded. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, a rough demo of what the song sounds like. We can tweak it from there, mm-hmm. change things, add things, take away things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a pretty simple process, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it takes a while. It really does. We have to put a lot of time and effort into just trying it this way, trying it this way, trying it this way. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the equivalent would be, you know, in your guys's world, but um we definitely feel like we're doing three or four times the work to mm-hmm. find the best way to, to, you know, best path to go. Yeah. But okay. that's just always, we feel like, okay, that's just how you do it. You know? And people are going, no, no, no. You just, you push this easy button right there. You, you see the easy button? Yeah. You guys don't, you guys don't touch that. <laughs> but they don't give the, uh, the artists the keys to the easy button. Yeah. Right. Managers like, hell no. They, of course they do. It's the managers that don't get the easy button. Uh, artists got it easy. <laughs> which is true comparatively to a lot of people's jobs out there so we we, we do uh, appreciate everybody working on all of our you know every day-to-day thing that, that bands and artists go through so yeah. thanks to Absolutely. all the, the people out there what up oh yeah shout, shout out, out. Oh, yeah. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. yeah. Uh, so what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite my wait can you repeat that question i couldn't quite yeah Okay. No, you're all good. What song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Okay, great, great. Mm-hmm. Yes. So funny that the, the album title is what it is, but the longest was Mistakes Will Be Made. Mm-hmm. And that's the last song on the record. It's got, it starts slow. It kicks in super fast, skate punk. It has all these different parts it's wild. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Like some of the lyrics change slightly. So you're just like, I, I'm me personally, I'm like trying to like, remember, is it this chorus or this chorus? Yeah. Um. So that took a while to not only write, but mm-hmm. to rewrite because Tom, uh, our guitar player didn't like one of the parts that I was like, are you sure you don't like that? Are you, are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> and he was sure about that. So, um, so that took a while. And so we went back and forth in practice, just like, what about this? And I would write a new thing. And he'd be like, nah. No. And there was something he didn't like about it. And it was just like, once I took away one part, mm. he was like, I like this song. This is good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
Really? That's all it took? Really? Okay. All right. So sometimes that just clicks. And, and, and I'm grateful for having a band of people to be there to like help hone mm-hmm. what to keep, what to shave off. Yeah. And, you know, as I write the skeleton, it may be, I'm thinking this. And then once we get done with it with MXPX with the band, it's like half of what it was and a completely whole new chorus and a completely new ending and, and all of yeah, this. And yeah. so I just love that process. I mean, it's part of what why we like to make records and, and we do that the same with singles as well, but it's just, mm-hmm. you don't quite get the the muscle memory, mm-hmm. the core memories of mm-hmm. like, okay, remember when we did that session? You know, you it's harder to remember the, the session where you go in for a day or two and just record one or two songs. Yeah. But yeah. Right. And awesome. your personal favorite? Personal favorite. Personal favorite, sorry. Yeah. Personal mm-hmm. favorite song. Um, That's a great question. I think it changes a lot, but right now, it, you know, for a long time, it was stay up all night. It's going to be stay up all night in general, I think, for a long time. But since I keep switching, my personal favorite is Call Me. Mm-hmm. Really love. I like listening back to that song. I, I like playing it, too. It's a little challenging to sing um, after, you know, doing a bunch of other songs and then like mm-hmm. nailing some of the precise like note changes and stuff like that. But yeah. um, maybe that's part of why I like it. You know, it's just a little bit a little bit different for me singing wise yeah uh-huh. it's it's a little more rewarding when you actually hit those points you're like oh fuck i'm i still got it i still got yeah it. i'm pretty good yeah. <laughs> good yeah or uh, i need to keep working like, fuck, okay <laughs> you guys didn't hear that one right um so you definitely dove into this a little bit at the beginning but if you like you can go more in depth where is your headspace at while you're writing the album you know my headspace was looking around at the world and wondering what's real like is this real? Is this a simulation? You know, I don't want to get too crazy, but like, you know, you, you can only watch so many episodes of Tiger King um, before you show. start wanting to make things, right? Remember Tiger mm-hmm. King? Only yeah. during the pandemic. It, it never would have probably been that popular, but no, it was a captured audience. For sure. Um, where's the world at? You know, and, and for me, it was... I hope people just continue to make things, uh, whatever they have an idea for. And I know there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of bands out there. So people are making things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but um, maybe there's not enough bands anymore. Remember when there was too many bands? Now there's so many solo artists. Yeah, too many solo artists. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants a backing band. They don't want to be in a band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huey Lewis. I mean, I grew up listening to Huey Lewis, so nothing wrong with that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think obviously, for obvious reasons, there's there's um, just to speak to the solo thing. There's there's a lane for you as a you could be in this. This is my daughter's bedroom, by the way. Our internet went out at the studio, so uh, you're like, yeah, sure, you have a studio, buddy. Here's your daughter, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the internet was that we have two internets in fact mm-hmm. we have two different companies yeah. both high speed yep. to have a redundancy mm-hmm. and i gotta I'm, i know this is not part of your topic no, and i'm sorry you cut good. it out no you're good uh, i got I a redundancy today and 
sorry, I got a text today from from one company saying internet's out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no problem. I'm thinking I'm just gonna go and you plug back the other up. one, mm-hmm. plug it in. It's not working. I'm like, what? It's all in. I'm like, I look out. There's all this construction. I'm like, okay, all right, I see. And so I just came here and plugged in. But yeah. So thank you, and and you guys had had no idea anyway. But I actually missed my first interview because of that. Oh, oh my god dude yeah. and it's actually funny that you were having internet problems because we had to reschedule this interview because my internet just <laughs> they just turned it off basically without yeah they they said hey we're gonna be working on on some things so if you have anything scheduled sorry but it's gonna be out for for like 12 hours i was like dude you're kidding me you're actually yeah. kidding so we're, we're both fucked a little bit so that's that's nice <laughs> it's bad bad week for internet yeah Gloria and i were literally live and she she texts me and goes dude my internet ain't coming back <laughs> <laughs> solidarity yeah Yeah, got you man uh so this one first world problems sorry no literally yeah Yeah. um so this one should be super super quick off top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less new era mxpx oh i like that damn she's clean all right Um, so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? You know, thinking this was never going to, we were never going to be done. I mean, cause we do things very DIY. And so standout moment, getting all of the videos scheduled, not even made, getting mm. all the videos scheduled was huge for me. <laughs> I know it's so dumb, <laughs> but like we made a video for every song on this album. God damn. And damn. They're not all ready yet, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll be releasing more. Um, we have Stay Up All Night came out amazingly. It looks like a movie kind of, you know, it's like beautiful and it tells a story. And then we have Cautious Optimistic. That's like just pure comedy. Looks like mm-hmm. National Lampoons. It's like a sequel to Chick Magnet, a mm-hmm. very popular video from uh, the 90s from mm-hmm. MXPX. And, um, and so, yeah, we're just looking forward to like releasing all those. But yeah, scheduling that and getting it on the books, like, okay, Okay, Darren Doan can do this, can do this. We got, okay, we got Josh. Yep, we're good. All right, so um, it was huge for me. But going back a little further, you know, it was snowing when we made the, when we actually recorded. And um, it was, uh, it was fun because we would go out and just have snowball fights and run around outside and just kind of just get the outside energy. You know, when you're cooped up in a studio, you're having fun. We're, you know, we're having beers, we're drinking, we're, we're recording we're laughing we're having a great time mm-hmm. and so because of that, going outside bundling up running around at night in the snow was just really fun so that that's that's kind of a like feel, it makes me feel like a kid in yeah a way. you know like am i allowed to have this much fun and work <laughs> yeah i love that wholesome exactly. moment there it's like, that's very funny. wholesome yeah. it's adorable fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> So for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Mm. Mm-hmm. I like those fruit snacks. Those like little um the Welch's Welch's fruit snacks. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I guess that's what they're called. They're they're yeah. just like little like they're not gummy bears. They're like much softer, like the super mm-hmm. soft like fruit gummies. Yeah. Um, I love those. Yeah. Yeah, those are that's, good. That's. Those yeah. are like the only soft gummy exception for me. Usually I like kind of, I like to fight the gummy in my mouth, but those, mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's good. They're good. I think honestly, it's because you can get them at the airport in those like kiosks and stuff. And so mm-hmm. like I always, grow, you know, not always, but every now and again, I'll 
grab one for the plane if it's a long flight or and yeah. half the time i don't even open it on the plane i'm like i don't want to eat this in front of people <laughs> not right now save that for the uh, hotel room <laughs> yeah, yeah hotel room late night yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, so for the last couple questions we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink damn oh my god um there's so many choices traditionally i mean i, I love mexican food um but i have it so often that i don't think i would you know you got to do something different right like something you don't get as often i feel like comfort um, food is like most people's go-to with this question though exactly yeah like, so wanna... i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with with um can my mom bring some of it yeah. so yeah. i'll go with some crepes some like cream cheese cottage cheese crepe not cream cheese cottage cheese crepes with like the fruit compote that was like a christmas breakfast thing so i have that for breakfast Mm um i mean there's probably like 10 to 20 dishes that i'd probably want my my wife to bring Mm -hmm. but like even she she even makes good leftover mac and cheese like she's like i'll make it and then like make it i'll put it in the microwave and she'll do it and it's it tastes and feels completely different like what did you do to this yeah what did you add just Nothing. a little sprinkle of water. Just a little, oh, okay. a little sprinkle what? of water and a little bit of How did of I not know this? My <laughs> whole life, I don't know this. <laughs> so what the hell? Um, you know, I mean, a good steak, a good, a good, um, you know, drink. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's too, that's rough. This is the hardest question I've ever actually faced. <laughs> Probably in my life. I've been doing this a long time, Ever. man. <laughs> I should probably have go tos and favorites. Um, it used when I was a kid, it used to be Mountain Dew. Mm. Um, at one point, early, you know, 10, 10 years ago, I was I was addicted to like that blue rock star drink that has caffeine in it, zero sugar, mm-hmm. but it's got you know the fake sugar. Stop drinking those because I got a kidney stone. Oh, don't re- I don't recommend it. Yeah, that that was rough. Oh, that, that was rough. Um. But I think I blame, I see, I always blame a certain thing. I'll like find something in my life mm-hmm. that um, that's what it is. All mm-hmm. right. No more blue rock star done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I know what I don't want at my last meal, okay. <laughs> but I'm probably going to want, uh, obviously a little bit of water, but, um, I like carrot juice. Mm-hmm. You ever have carrot juice? I used to drink it when my my parents would do like like juice cleanses and whatever, and it was I'm gonna be honest, I hated it. But then again, I was like I was like five, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I can understand that. But I like mm-hmm. I like a carrot juice that's not just like a natural carrot juice, something that's been processed a little bit. Okay, yeah. um, so it has pasteurized. a good taste yeah. to it. But I love well, I don't know about pasteurized, but just whatever yeah. they add to it, I, sugar probably. Mm-hmm. Probably, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I have that all the time with spicy food you know not a lot i'm not drinking like a gallon of carrot juice i have like a small small european size glass because the europeans are civilized and their their sizes aren't as big as americans so a little (laughs) european size glass Uh scandinavian even which is probably even smaller yeah it's specific it's like like the top hat of europe i've never said that in my life but uh (laughs) you got an exclusive love that (laughs) you know that's cool Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, quite, quite the meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah. Just keep bringing that leftover mac and cheese. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Hmm. <clears throat> Do I die in real life if I, if, if I die there? Yeah. So this has to, yeah, you can. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, that's a great question. Harry Potter would be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm like missing out on some really cool worlds. Um, I thought of Pandora from Avatar. From Avatar. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Just because it looks so cool on the movie. If you've seen the, the movie in 3D, it looks very cool. Oh, yeah. My kids love it. I take them to see it. Um, I lost a bet, by the way. Um, I didn't think they were going to make it through the whole movie. Your kids? <laughs> oh, my God. Hours. Three and a half hours, and they were 12. awake through the entire thing. Oh, awake, didn't want to leave. It was like, if you want to leave, go ahead. Like, we'll leave. You were rooting for them yeah. to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Movies are too long these days. Come on. Yeah. I'm saying, what happened to the 90-minute adventures? Yeah. Like, in and out, man. Damn. It's hard to tell a story in 90 minutes. People have it's, found. It, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's attention it. spans are shortening. You think they'd figure out how to do it in like 10 minutes and put it on TikTok. Right. Let's do a little <laughs> short, right? <laughs> well, we have a, you know, our, our show is usually 75, 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, if it's a headliner. Mm-hmm. Um. Any more than that, and I feel like people start getting really tired. I mean, I know Bruce and some bands do it, but I don't know if people want to hear MHPA. Like our album, this new album is what twenty eight minutes or so. I don't know exactly. What it's it a is, little over thirty. Yeah. Is it a little over thirty? It's a little okay. over thirty. Yeah. Okay. 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 So mm-hmm. it's just it's it's not going to take too much of your time. If by the way, everybody go listen to it. Add it. Oh yeah. Add it to your yeah. library. Stream so, that shit. But, but it just goes by so quick. The songs are so short. Like if we were playing as long as Bruce Springsteen, the boss, we'd be playing like 50 songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'd oh. be insane. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm from New Jersey. So seeing Bruce Springsteen's like a rite of passage. So my family is, we're going tomorrow. He's playing a giant oh. stadium. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not like, I know he plays for so long. And I just actually saw the Jonas Brothers play for three hours straight. And that was badass. But I don't know if I can take Bruce Springsteen for three hours. Like, <laughs> what, do, what do the Jonas Brothers do for three? You, they, they do like multiple encore type they play five albums. Big, big events, right? Yeah, so they, they're just playing tons of songs. Yeah. And what comes out? Do they have like a giant um, monster that comes out on stage? No, it was, just, cool actually, no it was actually a pretty boring stage show. They just played five albums. <laughs> they just played a lot. Yeah. Did they talk? Did they talk to the audience a bit? A little no. bit, but it was pretty much bit. just like keep the music going. Keep the music going yeah, with an Thank intermission. You. Jersey, oh. no. like that. this is a great show, yeah. guys. That's fucking yeah. New York City. I can't believe we're playing Yankee Stadium. Thank you. Thank you. Next song. Yeah. <laughs> um, this song's about my dog's cat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I Nick. love the Jonas Brothers, by the way. And if you're listening, call me. <laughs> Yo, MXPX we'll Jonas do. Brothers tour with Mega. That'd be crazy. So that's oh, see, yeah. we don't we don't open for many. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we might consider that. We might consider that. I, love I mean, we'd probably open for like Blink-182. We'd do that. Yeah. There's just, you know, there's no effects. People, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're on their way out. We might do something with them. But um, but yeah, for the most part these days, we've been headlining. You know, we have a show coming up um, that we just announced. It's on sale now at the Hollywood Palladium. It's January 6th. I know it's a little ways away, but tickets are already selling. So that's why I'm like telling people about it. MXPX, oh, yeah. Less Than Jake, Reliant K, smoking popes i mean it's like all four headliners yeah in one show it's insane yeah. for me uh personally i love all those bands mm-hmm. i'm gonna probably just like sit there side stage the whole show and watch everybody but yeah. yeah looking forward to that so yeah i mean just just doing trying to make 
you know, do big plays like that. We have more shows we're going to announce. So for people that are on the East coast and, and, you know, hang tight, mm-hmm. um, listen to the album, get, mm-hmm. get, get hyped. Yep. But, um, you know, these festivals we got coming up, we're, we're looking forward to it. We're going to start, we're going to start practicing for furnace fest tonight. In fact, Damn. yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Well, I have thought of asking the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite okay. color? All right. Obviously, most people would say black. Mm-hmm. And it is. It is. Um, okay. But if technically, that's not a color. I think that's yes. black a of color. Yeah. Yes. So um, my next favorite color is a, a blue, but not just a straight blue. A blue bluish green um i like a turquoise i like a sea foam Mm -hmm. people know i have you know i play ernie ball one of one of my signature ernie ball stingrays is a sea foam green base Mm -hmm. and i just love it it's pops looks great matches with everything almost everything but yeah is that that's good. Is that acceptable? That's it. Well, that answers yeah. black, the question. Black if it was a color, though. Yeah. Black if it was a color. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, you know, like I said, you know, just check out our website at mxpx.com. If you guys like vinyl, if you like t-shirts, go check it out. We are an independent store. We do everything in-house here in Bremerton. My parents actually run the store and we have a small team. So when you support us, you're supporting small business as well as independent music. And um, we just appreciate you guys listening. So if you, if, if obviously, you know, if you don't want to go that far, just check out the album, check out the video, whatever you want to do. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sound. It's been Mike from MXPX and we have been the good noise podcast.